0: Calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast, or you can email us at Working Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of The Working Fans Podcast. Now, Dave, before we get into the introduction, this week we are talking Top Clean Comics. November 9th, we are doing a 5-3-1 on Ben Stiller movies. November 16th, we're doing a 5-3-1 on Chappelle Show skits. We got something special for you November 23rd. That's Thanksgiving week. And then to round out November, November 30th, we're doing a 531 on holiday comedies. Dave, I got to take a breath. How you doing today?
1: I got to take a shit. I'm okay, you know. <laughs> I just I want to give a example of what clean comedy isn't, right? <laughs> it's not talking about shitting or fucking or, uh, Yeah, nothing
0: or, we yeah. talk about on this nothing podcast seems about, yeah. to be clean comedy. No, no,
1: no, no. But
0: so I mean from my point of view, I would think clean comedy would be harder because so much of the stuff that I enjoy is more of a dirtier comedy. Mm-hmm. but that's something we're, we would have to talk to a comedian about a game fk or like a right.
1: yeah a comedian we don't unfortunately have one of those on the podcast but yes we had a comedian friend God, if only
0: like, we could get in touch with a comedian like super easy like if we just were on a text basis with them
1: yeah if only but so we don't know anybody like that at all nah. I, no no <laughs> no bit i will say this i know he's gonna make some list i know not everybody but like when i think of clean comics not the person, people. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm you're about to ask if this dude got the Benoit treatment and got erased from all the lists. We'll get on, we'll get all
1: that in a moment. We'll get all that in a moment. But Bill Cosby was definitely the first guy that would come to mind. I remember my dad would even tell me, like, my dad when I was younger would actually preach to me. He's like, you know, I got a lot of respect for Bill Cosby. Again, the comedian. This was years <laughs> before it came out. God bless dad. But he would always say, uh, you know, he's like, he's a clean comic. That's really hard to do. And my dad loved Pryor. He loved Richard Pryor and Red Fox. You know, he was an older guy. He grew up on, like, some Red Fox stuff, too. And, like, so, like, when he said that, it was just, like, he respected, like you said, he thought it'd be harder to be as funny and keep clean. I do have to say, though, I do like the bit in Murphy Raw where he talks about Cosby calling him up to chastise him, Right. About him, and like I don't think you should do the jokes that you're doing, you know. And then and he's like, well, "I'm upset you call to so fuck you," you know. And, yeah, yeah. And they quote like he was quoting Richard Pryor to quote the great Richard Pryor: "You get paid. Do people like what you do? Then tell Bill have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up, because <laughs> and that's ultimately what I think it is. I think it's ultimately. And you know, we had a guest on here before too. I'm blanking up. One of our first. Comedians, I think our very first interview, and we talked about this where it's almost like it's being a clean comic is harder in some ways because you have restraints.
0: Was that but, Nathan Wallace?
1: Nathan Wallace, thank you. But it also presents a different set of problems because you have to be really good if you're going to be a dirty comic because everybody's dirty. So it's almost harder to stick out if you're a dirty comic, too. You know what I mean? Because not everybody is trying to be a clean comic. So, that's a, that's a problem you have as a dirty comic. But then, on the flip side of that, is as a clean
0: comic. Yeah, now the first list I have is from Al Hamilton of the Mothership Facebook group. He's got Bob Newhart, Seinfeld, Jeff Foxworthy... Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan, Mm. and he's got an honorable mention, Cosby Belongs, but I just can't listen to him the same now. There
1: you go, man. He's hitting – Big Al is hitting everything right on the first list right there. Like, so many great clean comedians I think we're going to hear a lot of, and then the honorable mention to Bill, but, you know.
0: To be fair, though, Cosby has always had that – there's always been a negative to Cosby, even like you said, when he was at the height of his comedy, he was putting down other comics that decided to do things a different way. And mm-hmm. then he was also highly critical of the youth, even up to a couple of years ago before he had to shut the fuck up. But right. he, he was one of my first favorite comics. My mom always had his tape in the car. Mm-hmm. His storytelling was on point. Just the way he structured jokes. He was great. And it's, it's weird because in wrestling, I can watch the Benoit matches and there's no the, – like, I don't – I can separate the two, but somehow no. with Cosby and his comedy, the comedy still stands up, but I just – I don't have the same feeling about it much.
1: Well, yeah, because even though Chris Benoit, it's kind of a bad example because um, – Murdered
0: his wife and son. Not even no
1: not even that. Like, I was going to say he's a character, although Chris Benoit was probably, like, one of the most likely characters – in wrestling, he was pretty much himself his whole career. But in yeah. wrestling you're generally a character. Like Bill Cosby, no pun intended, was himself. And himself, by the way, was his first major stand up. But
0: but yeah. I mean, Dr. A- Huxtable, though, has really thrown a wrench in how some people view him. They're like, how can Bill Cosby let us down? He was America's dad.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Forgive my distraction eyes here, folks. I always like to let people in on there. But if you're watching this video, I'm getting text messages about a UFC card today. There's a the prelims. And all I'm here reading right now is, oh, shit, he's out. Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he out? So... You know, if there's a death in the UFC today, just know we were recording this during that because that's the kind of dedicated people we are.
0: All praises do.
1: All praises do. Mr. Finland, we hope you're doing well, my friend.
0: Now, All what's right. the first
1: list you got for us today? I got James Mack, former guest of the show. He's got Brian Regan, Jerry Clower, Minnie Pearl, Lucille Ball, and Natty Car who I think is just a friend of his on Facebook, who I'm guessing also does comedy because he sent me this list on Facebook and it's tagged. So shout out to Natty. You're included. I don't know enough about your work, but I did try to add you on as a friend. So maybe we'll have you on as a future guest and we'll learn more about you. As for Brian Regan, seeing him live, he's excellent. Don't know much about Jerry Clower, although I probably should. I feel like that name is very familiar to me. I I'm feel like myself. him
0: and Minnie Pearl. Mm-hmm. Almost got to be, like, attached to the Grand Old Opry somehow.
1: Yeah, that's what I – because I know the name Minnie Pearl. But, yeah, I was thinking that, too. Lucille Ball, obviously a legend. So he went old school on us uh, with the exception of maybe Natty. And I don't know if Brian's old school now either, but definitely not as old school as those other guys and girls. Brian
0: Regan is probably the more recent of the clean comics. But I would think the better clean comics that you could have might come from that older time when there almost wasn't a chance – To be dirty? Like, you could, but you were going to make the most of your money from clean comedy.
1: You weren't going to get on to the
0: night show with that act. No. Now, actually, Floyd McDaniel from the Mothership Facebook group has a nice semi-modern, I'm going to say, like, you'll see. He's got John Panette, Stephen Wright. He says mostly clean, from what I can remember, and from what I remember, yeah. If he had any dirty bits, maybe they're one-liners, so it would be hearing gone yeah
1: and another guy i've seen live with guests of the show aj and i don't remember anything dirty with him at all so
0: now to finish out his list he's got seinfeld mm-hmm. bob newhart and probably jim gaffigan for his fifth
1: man remember and jim gaffigan again jerry seinfeld and bob newhart a lot on these lists, huh yeah a lot of them yeah i got a guy here that responded to john conroy and he said there's no way anyone here is coming up with five funny, clean comments. Well, John, you're wrong. Because right next to you, Adam Perez of Facebook, said, still in the game, it's got to be Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan, Nate Bargatze, Tom Papa, and Mike Pibigla. Bibigla, yeah. Bibbia.
0: Bribigla. Bribigla. Nate Bargatze, he's another great one. I've seen him live, and he's just hilarious. Oh, actually, I
1: want to add something, too. Adam also put retired, or just about retired. Jerry Seinfeld, Sinbad, Dave, I'm assuming it's Dave, Kule, Cosby. I know he's trash, just a human and awful. And then Foxworthy.
0: That's not a bad list. No, no, no. He gave us retired and current, so thank you, Adam. Now, Brian R. Solomon from the Mothership Facebook group has Jackie Mason, Henny Youngman, Robin Williams. We'll get back to that in a second. Woody Allen, and unfortunately Cosby. How is it not unfortunately Woody Allen and Cosby?
1: But hey, well, people forget about what Woody did. It's been a long time. <laughs>
0: they're letting it slide now, just because we're giving him the Jerry Lawler pass. Like she's old enough now, so uh, you got us. But Robin Williams, this dude got lit up in the comics because Robin Williams not a clean comic. Hmm. And he's one of those guys that I think you're going to think a lot lot of the movie roles he did, they were G, PG-rated movies. Mm -hmm. So you almost think that's his legacy. But his stand-up comedy was cocaine-fueled madness. I can't remember any specific bits that were dirty, but it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility. It's almost like Bob
1: Saget making this list. If you just knew his work from Full House, you'd be like,
0: Oh, Bob Saget, one of the best
1: clean comics of all time. Not really. Tyler Hitner responded with Rodney, Rodney Norman. That, I think, is another one of his friends on Facebook, maybe. Gabriel Castillo wrote down Fluffy, and James Mack responded, how could I forget? So we'll just get those stuff out of the way. And then we'll go to Aaron Patrick, <laughs> who's got a list.
0: We Ryan- always have partial list. We ask for a top five, and they're like, I got two for you.
1: Yeah, or a comment or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Patrick has Brian Regan, Jerry Seinfeld, Jim Gaffigan, Louis Anderson, and Brian Regan. Yep, he is there twice. <laughs> so, Brian Regan getting a lot of love from these people. I mean, I, Brian Regan's great. So, I'm glad he's getting in this list a couple times here.
0: Yeah. I mean, Richard Hanley, Mothership Facebook group, mm-hmm. Brian Regan, Tim Bill right. Cosby, Jim Gaffigan, Jerry Seinfeld. Nine-year-old him, like nine-year-old <laughs> Richard Handley. Oh. And honorable mention, Stephen Wright. Of course, Cosby gets in on the Benoit principle. His mm. words not fine, but I, I might have co-opted him.
1: So Richard Handley? Is that the guy's name? Richard Handley. Okay. Because my next list is from a guy, Raul Perez Boomer Humor. <laughs> These are Facebook names, folks. Actually. Richard Jenny, Brian Regan, Greg Geraldo. Is he clean?
0: Mm, I would have to go back and listen. I yeah. I can't remember anything especially dirty.
1: Right, right. I
0: have to listen to it. I don't know if he... He wouldn't be someone that I would think of as necessarily clean.
1: Yeah, Paul Pondstone and Don Rickles, which is interesting. Don Rickles, a bit of an insult comic, but I don't know if Don was ever dirty. Definitely like to use some... I mean, racist. A little racist, though, yeah. So the fine dirty. Oh, oh, and
0: that's a heavy eighties pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard awesome. Jenny, another really good one. Daryl awesome. Woodruff from the mothership Facebook group has Newhart, Seinfeld, Cosby, and Chris Zauha for his number four. Little oh, inside Chris joke, Zauha is hilarious, but I don't know if he'd necessarily be clean.
1: Yeah, he's he's more of a you He's an original favorite. Um, yeah. I got Bob Webb. I don't know what this guy wrote, but of all time is tough for me because I still have plenty to learn about those who came before. But from who I have seen and studied, Tim Conway, Brian Regan, Tim Hawkins, Mitch Hedberg, Jeff Foxley, and Bill Evangel. That's a good list, actually. Solid I, list.
0: It's got some good variety on I it. Like
1: Mitch Hedberg, Hedberg made it in there.
0: Yeah, he's another one that. He's one of those guys that was clean. His comedy was just a very, I don't know. I want to call it a simple comedy, but like just one liners that got you. But like, I, I think you would almost assume he's dirty. Next up. I got the great Brian last from the mothership Facebook group co-host of the Jim Cornette experience. He's got Nancy, Archie peanuts, little Nemo, and the what family fun. circus. This guy. this guy He cracked. got us a full list, so I want to give him credit. But, yeah, he definitely took it down a different route.
1: This guy always has a funny answer for us. But you know what? He's I'm going
0: to follow that up with Michael C. Hulse, who thought this was such a great idea that he wanted to parlay the joke a little farther down and had Superman, Justice League, Brave and Bold, Legion of Superheroes, Teen Titans. It's not as funny when you see it done just above it, but those are the two off topic lists.
1: All right. I'm going to. I'm moving on. (laughs) I got D Militant Comedian. He's got Jack Benny, Henny Youngman, Rita Rudner, George Burns, there's a name, and Iwanda White. And then I'm going to throw a couple one word answers I see coming up here. George Cain, Stephen Wright, Ryan Scott Kipatrick, Ellen. Steve Osborne, Kellen Erksheen, and Nate Bargazzi, Riley Lawrence, impossible. Brian Stone, number one, Brian Regan. So, bad list. There you go. That was Bill Stone, by the way. I'm sorry. I went to high school with a kid named Brian Stone. He used to like to do Beavis and Butthead impression. And then his voice <laughs> kind of got stuck like that as time went on. It's fun fact about this random kid you need to know about
0: Raymond Asher brought us a list. He's got Don uh, yeah. Rickles, <laughs> Bob Newhart. He had Kinnison. Panette, and Robert Schimmel. After, Stone, after getting beat up in the comments, he took out Kinnison and put in Seinfeld. He mm-hmm. took out Schimmel and put in Tim Allen. Oh, nice
1: That's the quote to great Brian Stone. Uh, uh, this was sucks.
0: <laughs> now, Scott Cornish, who regularly appears on Arcadian mm-hmm. Vanguard Programming, known as Hot Dog on the 605, he's got Don Rickles, Kevin Meaney, Jackie Vernon, Hod Berry and Henny Youngman.
1: Oh, wow. Henny Youngman is like one of the original, like knock knock, like just a joke comedian, right?
0: Yeah, Catskills comedian. Mm.
1: Very famous. All right. I got Griffin Daly here. He's got, again, showing some love George Burns, Gracie Allen, Lucy Ball,
0: Max Miller, Stan Laurel. Oh, Laurel and Hardy. That's not bad. He's thinking along the same lines as John G. Pantozzi from the Mothership Facebook group, who's got Laurel and Hardy, the Marx Brothers, Abbott and Costello. Oh, shit. Three Stooges. Oh, fuck. WC Fields, Honeymooners, Gleason, and Carney.
1: This motherfucker did all the old school shows that we used to watch. Yeah, and and I was...
0: That when he was bringing up all those, that's what got me thinking that maybe some of the great clean comedians came from a time when you had no choice but to do clean comedy. So, Mm -hmm. Three Stooges had slapstick, Abbott and Costello had that crazy wordplay. I was
1: just laughing because I was just watching some Murphy Delirious the other day, and I forgot there's this part where uh, Eddie, remember the time period, too, folks, Eddie's talking about like homosexuals, and he said. I always thought that Ralph Brandham would be a funny homosexual. And who was his neighbor? Fuck.
0: Bernie, Ralphie? Uh, no. I can't remember his name.
1: No, he would go Ralphie Boy. He was like, hey, you know what I think be great? How about you fuck me in the ass? Uh, uh. <laughs> so that was Ralph Brandham, one of the great funny comedians, but done by Eddie Murphy in a not so funny.
0: I'm gonna follow that up with DMFK's list. Who says Bob Marley's got to be in the in that convo?
1: Yeah, well, Chris Shapiro says add Sean Farnett to your list, Aaron Patrick. <laughs> hey, go ahead.
0: We got comedian Pat Oates has Bob Marley, mm. Ryan Regan, Jerry Seinfeld, Howie Mason, and Ryan Hamilton. Not bad, but I got Hank
1: Hargrave, and he's got Tim Conway. Bob Newhart, Brian Regan, Tim Hawkins, and Bill Evanville.
0: Oh, we got list on list on list. I got Jesse from New Hampshire, who's got Jerry Seinfeld, Bob Marley, Jim Gaffigan, John Panette, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, Kevin Dignam's got a list. He got on my personal page. He's got Bob Newhart, Abbott and Costello, Jim Gaffigan, Bob Nelson, great HBO specials, he says, and then Henry Cho.
1: Let me tell you something. I'll match you with all that. I'll go John Ordover, who's got of all time, question mark. Jack Betty, Fred Allen, Burns and Allen, Bob Hope, Abbott of Costello, Rodney Dangerfield, to everyone above all time, isn't just since you were born, smiley face. And also Nicholas Pagini, who added no such thing, clean equals dishonest.
0: Yeah, oh, uh, I disagree. We gotta. We might have a living example for you. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we might. We're no guy <laughs> who's not clean. Not looking honest. at you. Son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna keep going. Dave Ayers.
0: We're just kidding.
1: Dave Ayers. Right. What does clean mean? Question mark. No swears. No sex. Not challenging social norms. Sorry, but this is a bullshit question. Oh, Dave, I wish I had seen this. It's a bullshit account. I wasn't really looking. (laughs) I would have loved to respond. It's for our dumbass podcast. Ha! Joke's on you. You're included.
0: (laughs) Hey, Dave. Dave said to get fucked. So how do you feel about that? That's a bullshit answer. Get uh, fucked
1: you. And then Emma S.O. Cohen, (laughs) I'm sure I'm butchering her poor name, responded to Dave and said, clean has nothing to do with not challenging social norms, does it? (laughs) That's right. That's right. right. Answer, Dave. It ain't shit.
0: <laughs> clean is just funny that can get on TV. How is everybody getting mad about clean comedy? Like, I don't know. You um... started off saying that it wasn't something we preferred, but I mean to say that it doesn't exist. It's a world of comedy that is supposed to push like the things you don't want to talk about and things like that. You can have clean comedy that addresses social issues. Mm,
1: absolutely, this is this is pretty good. I'm gonna just uh, read another list while we're talking here because I've got.
0: You got here. plenty of lists, man. Let's
1: keep going. I don't even know. We didn't discuss who has what list here, so I got Jeffrey Lance Westbrook. He's got Newhart, Red Skeleton, Joseph Curtis Wills, Jonathan Winners, and he just has Gap again. Joseph Curtis Wills looks like another Facebook friend.
0: So nice. I'm going to give you my list now because I got Jack Benny, Fred Allen. I'm going to throw in the Three Stooges, mm. Harry Seinfeld, and I'm going to include Richard Jenny.
1: My man. I want to keep going because we have so many lists here. Dustin Charlin just wrote, Cosby is still the greatest. Get fucked. He didn't put that last part, but I guess that's kind of what he's saying. I think it's
0: implied when Cosby's there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> whether you like it or not. <laughs> Liz Rivera wrote, Regan. And then Wyatt Benny, I never thought Cosby was funny. Saw him once live and he bored me to tears. Mitch Hegber was pretty clean and damn funny. Richard Jenny. Thank you, guys.
0: I mean, if you saw Cosby on that last Comedy Central special he did, that thing was a little whack. But mm. if I can't, I, I haven't seen a lot of him because especially like when we saw him, it would be special time. So his thing right. is to be aired.
1: Yeah, I, I remember- imagine
0: him being boring. No, I can't
1: either. I remember himself, obviously. And there was another special. I might have been when he was close to 50 or something. And he did a special. And I thought that was funny as a kid growing up. You know, think about Cosby, think about Murphy, Chappelle, Chris Rock. You know, I, I mentioned a lot of African American comedians because I used to love this stuff when I was a kid. But I mean, you can throw in, you know, Lucy Kay. Again, you don't have to like these people personally, but whatever. One of the things I think that these guys do so well shout for them, out to Latino Redheads. one of the things that resonates with me as a latino redhead i guess is that i think it's the timing it's all in the delivery of these jokes like because a lot of this stuff i saw as a kid and i didn't truly comprehend everything i was hearing but the timing the facials it all resonated with me
0: 100 how you feel about jerking off in bushes oh no that's harvey weinstein that's how you want to see, baby. But I mean, you know, whatever. Just, so, anyone around that bush? <laughs> you
1: know, you have privacy. Sometimes, uh, I mean, I can wait just crank it while looking at you. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I can wait till you get home. Courtney Harvey wrote Sinbad, Cosby, and Fluffy. Okay, not bad. I think I got about six more, maybe seven more. Less, by the way.
0: Jesus Christ! I'll, I'll give you Albert Bettis. He's got Jerry Seinfeld, Bob Newhart, Jim Gaffigan, Greg Warren, Bill Cosby. Carmine Dispirito from the Mothership Facebook group as Groucho Marx, Jackie Gleason, Charlie Chaplin, Woody Allen, Richard Lewis, Dave, who else you got?
1: Actually, I have two people that were kind of just one-offs. John Huff, Cosby, and Sinbad mastered that. And Sean Gibbs, Carson. And then if you want, since I think I have a couple other lists here, I'm going to go with Richard William Bullock, who has Sinbad, Bud, and Lou. Oh, Bud and Lou Costello the Three Stooges, and the Marx Brothers. So there we go. And I got one, two, three more lists plus my own.
0: Just give them to me.
1: All right, baby. We got Scott from Voluntown. He's got Jim Gaffigan, Stephen Wright, Jim Gaffigan, Nate Bargazzi and Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> so there <laughs> you go. Michael Flynn's got Jerry Seinfeld, Nate Bargazzi. His two stand-ups on Netflix are hilarious. Jim Gaffigan, Ben Evangel Sinbad. And then we got Randy Osga, who's got Jerry Seinfeld, Brian Regan, Sinbad, Gabriel Iglesias, Bill Evangel, and Jim Gaffigan. And me, I didn't have a list, but I will give it to you right now because Brian Regan's gonna make it. Sinbad's gonna make it. I love that guy growing up. Another guy that, oh no, he wasn't a clean comedian. That's right. So, but Brian Regan. Jim Gaffigan, Sinbad. I'm going to have Bill Cosby. I grew up on him. It's kind of hard not to. We can disqualify him, but I'll say that. And last but not least, you know, it's so hard. I didn't really like the Blue Comedy Tour that much. Like, I wasn't going to go Foxwood, but I would have been like Bill Evangel. But my favorite comedian of that was the one who wasn't really clean there. Ron White. Run right, yeah. I thought he was an absolute favorite. So I'll just throw in. Oh god, fuck it. I'll throw in Bill Evans.
0: Now we'll just call it a top three here. Brian mm. Regan obviously made the list. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. We need a lot, but I think we're gonna keep him out on like Ooh. the Ben. Oh, yeah, yeah. Principle of. Hmm. I mean, we just can't support that shit.
1: Kick Bill Evans off my list too. And put Jerry Seinfeld in. He was very
0: funny. All right. So, what do you think, Seinfeld? Regan. Trying to think of the other one. Gaffigan made, Gaffigan that made a ton of lists,
1: yeah. Yeah, Gaffigan made a ton of lists, but he doesn't really make my top two personally. Like, I would have this down to Regan and Seinfeld. Yeah, Regan and Seinfeld. Yeah.
0: And ooh, that's a tough one, too, because I mean, if you want to go on pure success, Seinfeld. Oh, pure success, Jay Seinfeld. Through the Seinfeld. But Brian Regan, just like a steady touring comic. You know, he's one of the ones that like you saw he was on almost everybody's list.
1: Remember when you had that science fair project do and you forgot about it and everybody's got like the solar system and stuff and you just have like a cup of dirt, you put a cup of dirt in it and your teacher's like, what's this project, Brian? Uh, it's a cup with some dirt in it. Explain yourself. Uh, well, it's a cop, and I put some dirt in it. You should get going now. <laughs> like, you're not need... Like, I don't know. Brian Regan, is just great. Uh, his, again, like, it's delivery, though. It's all in his delivery, his timing. I mean, he's one of the masters of the craft. Yeah, fuck it. If you don't like it, kiss our motherfucking ass. We know who the fucking best queen comics are. Suck our dicks. Brian Regan, baby.
0: I'm going to say Gary Seinfeld. We're going to have to end this in... We're deadlocked, so get at us in the comics. Who do you like better? Seinfeld, Regan, tell Dave why he's wrong. Tell me tell why. Me I'm a piece out. of shit. I like But most importantly, get fucked. And I we'll was in an abusive of- of- We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 8-2-designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 designs at 4 82designs on Instagram and if you want to email them, go to 4 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon we're going to be rolling out some high quality t-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs.
1: First off, the light years look better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good and they're good quality.
0: Nice, and those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F O U R eight two designs.
1: I'm just curious because we do some comedy on this podcast once in a while. You said you did some stand up. What yeah. got you into that?
2: Well, you know, it's funny. I was at uh, when I was at USC. You know, because I I'm, I'm like a lot of comedians. You know, shy a shy introverted kid when I was little. You know, little guy. I didn't I didn't grow. You know, I didn't get to five eleven until later on. I thought it was gonna be like five two of my whole life. Then, thank God for the growth spirit. And you know, so you learn. Uh, so I had that whole Woody Allen type thing growing up, ethnic, Jewish. You know, and then when I went to USC, I was in a I was in a program, TV film program. There were twenty four of us. We kind of lived eight. You know, breathe together, and you know some people wanted to be very fancy. You know, Stanley Kubrick filmmakers, and you know, I was Woody Allen, and there was another funny guy, and we were the funny guys. And then I said, you know what? I'm making these people laugh, and also worked out all the shyness over the years. Now I don't care what I say to anybody, and you know, so I started doing some stand up, and you know, and I realized the kind of comedian I am. I would never be like a Jay Leno or a Bob Hope before him, who Just like read some of these lines, I'm more like observational Jerry Seinfeld, Woody Allen, that type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, when I taught school, it was it was like, because I had like an audience, you know? every I taught high school English, it was a decent school. It had enough trouble to keep it interesting. And you'd have your bad kids, were your hecklers, and most of your audience. And you could just control a class through humor because everybody likes to laugh, Dave. No, but, mm. no if anybody tells you they don't like to laugh, that's a scary dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, everybody likes to laugh. I mean, even in a dramatic film, there's always comic relief. Shakespeare always used it. You need a a break from the tension. Horror film, same thing. There's always some geeky kid in a horror film. Gets Mm -hmm. you a few laughs. But the trick is, and I used to have students say to me, well, teach me how to be funny. I said, you know, I can teach you how to format a joke. The, The rule of threes, one, two, punchline on the third. Makes perfect sense once you've done it long enough. I don't know. It just that's the way the human body is timed. You laugh on one, two, three. But I said, I don't know what comes There's just a lot of stuff rattling around in this head of mine and I just find life funny. I mean, if they gave me a red pen, I could probably walk around captioning the world. It's just and you know, but and I always feel that a comedian serves a certain point in society. He's trying to make life better. You know, there's the and you know because people always complain. Well, you know, comedians are always liberal. How come there are any conservative comedians? Because a comedian's job is to make fun of the status quo, the, the powers that be, who's an authority. It's like that's why fascists aren't funny. They're already controlling everybody under their bootstrap. You know, so you, the thing is, what I want to do, I want to make people laugh, entertain, how you know, make people better. Now, I'm the product of growing up two hundred fist fights. I mean, you know, I, I've had a like a lot of fights growing up, and I taught inner city high school. I was that guy who broke up fights because i had a background in that but i i loved nothing better than to just watch them all play nicely in the sandbox i mean sometimes get a discussion going in my english class on on a hemingway whatever and then i could shut up and they could just talk to each other and they some of them didn't like each other but they could respect each other in my room because they never had a never had a fight in my classroom dave i'm very proud of that Broke up a hell of a lot of stuff just walking <laughs> down the hallway. But nothing in my classroom because that would have been embarrassing. And sure. so I've learned how to control, you know, a crowd through humor. Got to have a little bit of a temper and you have to have some good instincts. Not everybody has mm-hmm. instincts for the job. I mean, you know, never when when two students are fighting, Dave, never get between them. Grab the guy who's losing from behind, pull him away, and then he can tell everyone, I would have won if Mr. Gold didn't pull me away. You give him an hour. So, you know, because the guy's losing, knows he's not going to win. <laughs> and so, right you know, you know you learn things about fighting you know humor yeah it's just it's it's the human we're all human beings yeah and, and at the end of the day i used to tell my students what do you want to do you want to go home at the end of the day in one piece okay See yeah. your, family, your loved ones your dog your cat have a nice dinner you don't want to end up in a hospital or a police station or anything else so Listen to what I tell you to do. And uh, and believe me, I've had some hairy experiences. But I've learned over the years, it's like if you're a little smarter than your opponent, that's your best weapon. And that's why you get the education. I mean, if, if you can't be witty, at least be nice. And, you know, if you want to be funny, you know and watch a lot of comedy and see what you can pick up from it. And yeah, so writing just seemed like the natural thing to me. I mean, I would, I try, I think people enjoy my Facebook page and it's grown over the years, a lot of industry people, and they're not all on the same page. I I get that. They come from different places, but they usually tell me, you know, even if I don't agree with what you say, you let me say what I say, you you can be respectful about it. I said, yeah, because... You know, the last four or five years, this country has been meaner than I've ever seen it. Mm. And it's just been, you know, it's sad because, you know, I still believe we're the greatest country on Earth. It's just I can understand why other countries don't believe that anymore. You know, there's a lot of people on my page from Canada, Europe. They're scared to death what this country's been like over the past five years. They're, They're hoping we get back to what we were. You know, because, you know, China just developed a hypersonic missile. Russia, you can't trust. I mean, you know, North Korea, you can't even talk about that crazy guy. It's like nobody wants the bombs dropping here. I still got some nice scripts to write and movies to make. I'd like to have a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, one last question, Steve. What would you say are your goals right now, at least in the next few years?
2: Well, I would like to get uh, the Von Eric script. I'd like to get that made and it's with an entertainment attorney i'm very excited about i'm not a big animation guy but i'd like to talk about this for a second yeah go ahead uh, sure. yeah I, I mean i grew up on comic books big marvel dc guy okay?
1: love marvel so uh,
2: yeah so i and i love the whole uh, marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. Be- a lot better than dc's unfortunately although yeah i agree unfortunately yeah. i hope yeah but yes although anything <laughs> with batman i'll i will see you know, I, i'm excited about the new batman series. we're agreeing with everything you know. <laughs> but, it's I don't it just occurred to me I had done the von Eric script and I was burnt out right after it and I said I got this great idea for an animated script which is weird because other than Shrek and Toy Story I'm not a big animated feat I, you know I don't really go catch them but I do like the Toy Story franchise and Shrek and I said this is my Shrek and I said I could franchise it as a TV series or as a movie series both there's merchandising involved because I could already see and I was and that's I was you know so. Hmm. That's what I'm excited about. I would like to get that made. That's with my entertainment attorney. And you know, as a writer, look, you register stuff, but you know, as they told us in, at USC film school, there's only about a seven or seven original ideas and everything else is a variation of those seven original ideas. Mm-hmm. So if you come up with something that you say to yourself, gee, I've seen talking dogs and talking cats. I don't really feel like doing another one, of, you know, writing that, but I've got something that I haven't seen before that could appeal to children, adults, Religious people, non religious people, doesn't matter. I said, but if you give it to too many people, eventually somebody says, Hey, gee, I, well, I thought of that or something. So, I, but so I, that's the one I would really like to push because I think that would open up a lot of doors for a lot of other projects. And I do have some nice romantic comedies because every writer, when they sell a script, wants that next question, What else do you have? Because uh, right. that's the way it is. The people don't want to know you until they know you. And then when they know you, they want to know everything about you. you know? So, Makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, you know, but uh, so I keep the wrestling doors open and, and the writing. For me, television is the same thing as film these days. Yeah. When, I, when I was in film school, the people used to look down on TV a lot more. But, you know, I'll, you know, it used to be uh, movie actors never did TV shows. Now they're dying to do a TV show because it's a, it's a regular paycheck. You know, you, you get a regular paycheck, it's a job. And uh, that's why you see people on television you never would have seen 50 years ago. Uh, or 20 years ago, even. So yeah, it's, uh, but it, you know, but I always say, if, if you're going to break it down to what I do, I tell a story. I'm a storyteller. And I like, I like stories when I was a kid, when my parents told them to me. And I watched a lot of television, probably too much TV as a kid. <laughs> you know, did not rot my brain. I'm not worried about that. Went to the movies all the time. You know, was a pretty spoiled kid. As long as I got good grades in the school, I could pretty much see any you know when the other kids I had a friend who said oh gee I want to go see the new James Bond movie I said to him he goes no my mother won't let me why it's rated M back in those days they had a rated M for mature Mm -hmm. audiences and I said you can't see a James Bond movie And I said yeah that wasn't the way it was in my family it was just kind of like they wanted me to to read great literature see you know see some schlocky crappy movies too I mean I always tell people see a great movie then see a bad movie just be able to tell the difference you know it's important (laughs) That's good advice. That's yeah, good advice. But they always tell writers uh, when somebody says they want to be a writer they say and what's the first thing I should do? Read. Read everything. Read everything, see everything. Hmm. Just absorb. It. And yeah. eventually your voice will come out of that. And everybody's voice is different. I mean, I I feel uh, an affinity with Woody Allen, but I'm not Woody Allen. I mean, it's we have different life experiences, but but I get him. And I always I always got him when I was a little kid, you know. And Mel Brooks uh, they're doing. I just saw last night doing History of the World Part Two. Mel Brooks is going to executive produce uh-huh. that, at a, and he's on my page. Uh, he's never on there himself. I don't know who's running it. I used to bump into Mel all the time in delis in West LA. We used to bump into each other so much we would nod to each other. One time my mother was visiting when she was alive, uh, Santa Monica, and I said, "Don't act like a tourist." But that's Mel, ba- Mel uh, Brooks and Ann Bancroft right over there going sneaking into the theater, and of course she acted like a tourist. You know, but, uh, so I was excited. But yeah, no. So look, I, I like. entertainment i like sports i mean i'll be watching the ball games are coming on go red sox you know first but and uh, you know and all my friends want to see that dodgers red sox world series again because you know my my entertainment attorney and i had a nice bet going on that one three years ago so uh, maybe maybe we'll get to do it again but dodgers got to get their acting gear okay all right anything you want to tell people where they can find you well, yeah, my my page, I, you know, I just pretty much have my Facebook, Facebook page and there's a lot of people on there. I mean, I've tried to run separate pages, but tell you the truth, Dave, it's just too much to like put your stuff in different pages and i mean i have a twitter i'm not on twitter that that anymore instagram i set up i haven't even looked at it again i just kind of found that facebook works for me and when people meet me i go hey even if i can't add you because i'm because i'm at my my limit you can follow me and i don't have any privacy controls, so you can comment just like you know anybody else on there? You know some people get crazy with that. I say, look, if you're really worried about privacy, social media is the last place you. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, come on now. I mean, I would just <laughs> hide in my log cabin out in the woods somewhere if I was worried about privacy. But <laughs> I, I, yeah. Go ahead.
1: I was just gonna ask you. Yeah. So, I mean, to obviously you stick with Facebook. I'll ask you this because I'm kind of curious. You've had a lot of life experiences, and it's probably kind of hard to pin down to one. But what would you say? Like, maybe just for our audience, people listening, what would be some great life advice you could give to people?
2: Great life advice. Well, for me, I always said the first pivotal moment in my life was 20 when I went to California. And, you know, I, because I knew I wanted to be a man. I, I was living at Brandeis, but it was like 40 minutes away from my parents' place. You know, I was bringing my laundry home on the weekend. And, I mean, they were, my mother was happy to do my laundry, right? She would have been happy if I hadn't left. But I knew I had to, to be, a, you know, grow up and be a man. And we always joke about it. A Jewish Jewish kids' way of being a man, we don't join the army, we go to film school. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we go to film school far away. I got into NYU. They would have preferred I go to New York University. Spike Lee put put NYU on the map, their film school. But I said, no, I'm going to USC. I knew one person out there, you know, my uh, my sister's high school boyfriend, who turned out to be gay later on, but that's another story. And yeah, boy, when I had to tell her that, that was funny. But, uh, (laughs) but anyways, I moved out there and you just meet people and you find out that even when I was in Tulsa, which was different than most places, you know, every place is kind of like every other place with a different style. So don't, you know, don't be fearful. Don't fear the unknown. If I had to give anyone advice, don't fear the unknown. It's not that unknown once you get out there. I mean, Look, I'm not somebody who's traveled the world. I mean, I've been to Toronto for a few weeks when I was a kid. But, you know, I haven't left the country because I think the country is kind of interesting enough what's out here. But, yeah, I'd like to go to Europe one day or Israel I'd like to visit. But, yeah, don't be afraid of the unknown. My mother, who is the toughest person I ever knew in terms of one-on-one, she just she was always afraid of the other shoe dropping. All the bad stuff that could go wrong that you can't see coming anyways and, you know, so I guess it was, I guess one of us, I only have one sister. She stayed close to home, married. And I guess I was the adventurer a little bit, but I'm not looking for, I'm really not looking for that much adventure. I'll, you know, it's sort of like write some scripts, you know, make some money at it, you know, just try to be a decent person. And hopefully this country will get back to the way it was. This pandemic just showed us a side of America, yeah. that's it's depressing. You know, and I look, I, st- I stayed healthy. I mean, I wore my mask. I, I got my vaccines, uh, my two yeah, shots. But, you know, I don't know what's in that vaccine anymore than I know what's in all the other vaccines they gave me when I was growing up. I just or the chicken McNuggets you eat. Or anything. <laughs> right. so, you know, it's like they weren't there, you know, and and it works for the most, you know, it, mm-hmm. it works. And we are getting Hollywood's opening up again. But, you know, you'd hate to go back to what it was. I mean, I, I never want to have another year, year like 2020. Just, you know, I mean, I was okay. I mean, I trans I didn't get cabin fever. You know, I'm a writer. I'm used to being alone and working. Yeah. So it was able to like, you know, I transitioned well. But, you know, you miss just walking in a supermarket without a mask on your face. I, I still haven't reached that point yet. Got a haircut today. I didn't wear my mask. I said. And he had one other customer i said you don't have a mask he does he says okay take mine off he goes yeah you know so he goes i said we're all vexed. uh we're just kind of it's like brave new world we're trying to feel our way through this. oh yeah i hope we come out better on the other side i really i really do you know i uh, Same. you know i'm cynical but i'm not a pessimist i mean i'm <laughs> cynical but I, I always hope for a happy end. you know like a writer you always want a happy ending you know it's everybody wants a happy ending and everybody <laughs> wants a good laugh. Uh, most people anyways, it's, yeah, so that's about it. Don't fear the unknown, try to be a good person. I told that to my students, go to school out of state. That was always my advice to them. If you can get a scholarship, Go to school out of state. I don't know anybody. That's okay. That could be an yeah. advantage. You know? Right. right. You, you like everyone you do know? No. Okay. Here's a chance to switch. Back. <laughs> Start yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. Reinvent yeah. yourself. I, I've done that a few times. Absolutely. All right. it. thank you so much for doing the show, man. This was a pleasure. Okay, Dave. And you can post a link on my page. or whatever. I will